Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Hey, welcome to the Dropship Podcast. Today, we're going to answer a question we got in our Facebook group that said, does dropshipping work in a small country? And I think I have some clarifying questions of what is too small. Um, but I'm the guy in the U.S., America. I, I don't know if I know <laughs> any answers to this, John. Like, I've worked with yeah. some people in Australia, in the U.K., uh, even some other European countries, I believe. But I don't know if I know the answer to this. Where would you Where would you begin? Yeah, look, I think... You know the the question of what what's uh, which is probably a fairly open ended question is like what what is a small country? What do you find as a small country? I think for some people when they use that terminology, and we do get this question a bit, right? I mean, yes, a lot of people who listen to our show are in the US, of course. Uh, that's where most people who listen to this show are, just because it's population wise such a large country and it has the the largest e commerce market in the world. So, it, you know. I think so. It makes makes sense that most of our listeners are here, uh, but we do have listeners around the world in a lot of other countries, and you know people want to know if 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 it's going to work for them in, in those other countries. And so, for some people, I would say they would call Australia a small country, right? So that's where I started my first business, uh, you know. But there are countries that are once again, you know, the UK is between Australia and. Uh, and the US, still quite a bit smaller than the US though, less than half the size population-wise. Um, and so you might say that's a small country compared to the US. But then there are other countries, you know, if you get into Europe, uh, Scandinavia, we, we have students who live in Scandinavia, countries like Sweden, um, uh, Finland, Denmark, uh, which have even smaller populations, again, um, some of those than Australia. In New Zealand, we have listeners in New Zealand. We have students in Dropship Breakthrough who live in New Zealand, which is, once again, a much smaller population even than Australia. And so I think those countries are definitely what you would class as smaller countries. Uh, there, there will be people listening to this episode who are sitting in one of those countries right now and probably asking the question, can I do it here? And so I think there's, there's, there, there's some different ways of looking at this. I mean, my answer most of the time is yes. It can work. I think that, but there's there's a couple of things to to talk through. The first thing is, is your country must have an established e-commerce market. I think so. Are people already buying stuff online in your country now? If you're somewhere in, you're listening to our podcast in a developing country, um, and hello, if you are, thanks for listening to us. Um, there are countries in the world that do not have an established e-commerce market as in people do not regularly buy things online. And I think if you're in one of those spaces, you could take the view that, well, if I get in now and start building something, maybe one day that'll change and I'll be there. That's true to an extent, but that's that's a pretty long path to follow um, and that, that might not be where you want to be at right now. So dropshipping in that scenario, maybe that's not going to work. But if people, if you're in a country and you can say, yeah, I buy stuff online, people around me buy stuff online, so you've you've got to cross that first hurdle. Now, if the answer to that is yes, then I think in most cases it can work, but you might approach it a little bit differently, right? So, and what you might approach differently is how you define your market or, or your niche, if you use that terminology for it. And it tends to be in a smaller country, you tend to go broader. 
So this is true in Australia, like compared to the US. So everything we tend to compare back to the US. So in the US, you can be quite specific in terms of how you define your market and all that sort of thing. Like you could sell one type of product right in the US and we've, we've both done this before and make a decent amount of money just selling one type of product. In a smaller country, you can't do that. You definitely can't do that, right? Because there just won't be enough volume for you to make any real, you know, I mean, if you've got visions of growing a large business, that's just not going to be an opportunity for you there. So you probably want to sell a range of related products. You still want to try and serve, you know, a, a common interest and all that sort of thing, but you want to try and sell a, a wider range of products than you might sell in larger countries. The advantage I see in smaller countries most often, though, is one of competition. There tends to also be less competition um, as well as a smaller market. Yes, it's a smaller market, but there also tends to be less competition and less sophisticated competition in my experience. And so for, for that reason, there, there may also be some really good opportunities in those smaller markets. And that was always the case. When I started in Australia, which I would define as a smaller country, uh, it absolutely works here 100%. We've had lots of successful students. I've had success here. Um, almost nobody was doing this dropshipping stuff when I started um, back in 2014. And so um, there was tons of opportunity. Suppliers you could talk to, they'd never done dropshipping before. They'd, you really had to explain it to them or walk them through it. Um, but most were open to it once they understood what was what, what, the, what the goal was, was going to be and what, how it worked. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, you just come at it a little bit differently. And I think... If you're talking about somewhere, if you're in Europe particularly, just remember you're part of the EU. So you can use, you in a lot of cases, you can use supplies in other countries um, and you don't have the same challenges of shipping between countries that say I would in Australia. If I'm, it's really hard for me to get supplies from outside of Australia and bring pro products in because you've got currency differences, you've got customs, taxes, all of that sort of thing. If you're in Europe and you're deal, you can deal with supplies in other EU countries, the only barrier you may have is language, but otherwise you don't have a lot of those things. You're a single currency. You don't have the same sort of customs requirements to move things between countries. And geographically, Europe is actually really small. A lot of people don't realize this. Europe geographically is much smaller than Australia. It's much smaller than North America. Um and so time for things to ship between countries there is actually very low. So if you're in Scandinavia, you could be getting products from a country with a much larger population like Germany, for example, and shipping them into your country and selling them to your customers there. Um, and that actually would not be as difficult as it sounds um, and certainly much less difficult for somebody like if you're in the US or if you're in Australia, bringing things in from other countries is much more difficult. And it tends to be something that we don't do. But I think if you're in Europe and there are a lot of smaller countries in Europe, um, you do have some opportunities that don't exist in other parts of the world that you could work in very much to your advantage. Um, I think you need to do a bit of research there and really look into that. But I would say often that the exciting thing is in a lot of smaller countries, um, yes, you have a smaller market size, but I think you have a lot of opportunity in most cases. Um, because you could be the first one doing this sort of thing or one of the first ones doing this sort of thing. And, and that's, that's, I think that's really exciting. It's going to come with its own challenges, right? Smaller hmm. countries are going to have different challenges than the U for the U.S. You got to do things 
at a slightly higher level in order to compete in the marketplace. There's just more people uh, competing for the same eyes. And so uh, a good example is one of our students. I helped him with some SEO in Australia and he was doing decent SEO um, in America. It wouldn't, it would not have flied uh, the, mm. where he was doing it. Like, but in Australia, he was doing quite well. In fact, he was ranking number one for a lot of amazing terms. Um, yep. And so yep. I gave him a couple tweaks to do. And if that, boost him to number one for a much more terms great but in america you'd really have to like nail in some things on seo if you wanted any chance to rank it specifically in that industry um what are, what are some downsides john like what are some extra hurdles people are going to have to go through in these smaller countries that they may not have to go through in america i know you know you mm. you're going to have firsthand experience here in 2014 you had to educate your suppliers that's one good example yeah. you might have to educate them on what this could look like what else might you run into yeah, I, but I think that's 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 a challenge, but also an opportunity because by by comparison in in the US, where everybody every supplier has been asked about drop shipping and and may have probably tried it at least if they're not doing it all the time, there's very firmly held views about it, right? And so people will either be okay with it or they'll be really against doing it, and they'll just say, "No, we don't do that. We don't do that stuff," right? Um, whereas if you're in a place where it hasn't really happened a lot, then you can sort of shape people's opinion on it by giving them a good experience with you as a as a good dropshipper, right? Um, and I, I think that's an opportunity as well as a challenge. Um, you know, other challenges can sometimes be around shipping. So um, countries with less developed e-commerce markets, and once again, comparing Australia to the US, there is more challenges around getting products shipped in Australia than there is in the US, right? Um, just because... Of 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 the development of our our logistics chains in Australia is, is I think I think personally much and we have a much more dispersed population and all of this sort of thing right so there's extra challenges it tends to be more expensive suppliers are less likely to provide the shipping for you 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 more 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 often than not have to arrange it yourself which once again they are challenges that you can overcome but they're just more things you need to be aware of and you need to work on and. Um, so that's definitely one. Hey there, I just want to take a quick break and thank you for listening to this episode, but I just don't want to thank you for listening to this episode. I just want to ask you for a favor. If you've been loving our content, if you've been loving the podcast, please do us a massive favor. Help us spread the word further by doing a couple of really simple things. The first is to make sure that you follow or are subscribed to the podcast. So if you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button so that uh, Spotify knows you're loving our podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast player, make sure you hit their version of a subscribe button and stay subscribed. Not only will you get notified when the latest content comes out for us on the podcast, but it will also tell those platforms that you really love what they're doing. The second thing you can do, if you're listening on Spotify, please star, say that you uh, rate the show. So you can add a rating, a star rating on Spotify. You see a little star icon. You can hit that and give the show a rating. If you're listening on Apple or any other podcast player, please leave us a review. Once again, you'll be able to give the show a rating and you'll be able to leave some comments if you're listening on Apple. These things hugely help us to not only continue to produce content for you because we get more and more reach for our episodes, but once again, it sends messages to the to our lovely podcast uh, player platforms that you love the show. And so they will take the show out and show it to more and more people, which in turn helps us to do more and more to help you. So once again, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the show and subscribe, comment, like, rate. Cheers. 
I, I don't think there's there's a lot. I think it just comes back because, like I say, some things are easier. Like you know, that to get to the top of the search results is often a lot easier. For example, and taking advantage of some of the traffic platforms are much less competitive, and so you can get to the top a lot easier. And so, um, I, don't, I don't. I think the challenges mostly come around making sure that you define your market in a way that allows you to build a business that can grow to a point where you want to get to. Right. I mean, if you've if you've got aspirations of um, building a large business, you know, like multiple seven figures a year in revenue or eight figures a year in revenue, if you really want to push it up there, um, there's going to be some realities around hitting those numbers in a smaller country if you are too specific about what you sell. Like, as in, it's definitely not going to be possible. Um, so, I think the way you set your business up in the beginning. Um, is going to give you is is going to be very important. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you can change that over time, but getting it right in the beginning, I think, um, is is an important part of it. So, yeah, look, every, everything else though tends to work the same. People people often ask me, you know, is is traffic generation different? Is you know, do you have to do different advertising in in smaller countries that aren't the US or something like that? And the answer is actually no, not really. I mean, these days, Google Shopping is pretty much in every Western country. Um, and in a lot of developing countries as well, uh, so you can use Google Shopping SEO. Google, Google, the the Google search engine is available in pretty much every country in in a country specific way. So SEO will work for you. Um, email marketing works no matter what country you're in. If people have an email address, you can email them. Uh, every country, you know, outside of a couple in the world has most of the social media networks. Uh, so you can utilize those to connect with customers. So not really. All of those sort of things, the scale might be different, but you can do them pretty much in exactly the same way um, that you would do them in the US. I will say, because I got an email from somebody just the other day uh, who was like, oh, I'm thinking of buying your course. But there's this guy in my country who sells a course that he says is specific to this country and, and the way he does dropshipping is just for this country. And so should I buy his course and not yours? And that's just marketing, right? There, there is no country-specific ways to do high-ticket dropshipping. The way we do it works with a few modifications, which we talk about in our program, in every country. So once again, if, if you're in a smaller country and you see people telling you you need to do it in a specific way, um, they're not actually teaching you a different way. They're just it's all the same. Well, I would encourage, look, I learned a lot. I'm sure other people did, but if you still have questions, if you're like, well, what about my country? Hop into the dropship drive Facebook group and just post in there and say, Hey, I live in this country. I'm thinking about selling here. I think you'd be surprised how many students or just followers we have that are selling in a bunch of random countries. And, uh, you might find somebody in there who's paved the way for you, right? You don't need to be a pioneer here. They can be like, yeah, I've been doing it, you know, in this country for a while and it works great. Uh, or maybe they'll tell you there isn't enough e-commerce infrastructure mm. uh, built in the country and that it didn't work there. And so, uh, and it, you know, maybe take some of the didn't work with a grain of salt, depending on what country it is, but you're probably going to find some answers in the dropship tribe. So uh, come check us out dropship tribe on Facebook. And I think the other thing just to close with, if you are in a country and you're listening and you're like, it's not going to work here, your fallback can always be, you can do business in the U S right. One great thing about America, America is that as, as somebody who lives in another country, you can actually start a company there. Um, yeah, you're, you're going to pay to get it set up, but 
you can do that. Whereas in in a lot of other countries, as as somebody who doesn't reside there or, or isn't a citizen there, it's, it's actually very hard to do. Uh, and we have once again quite a few uh, students who are doing very well running a business in the US from another country because you know, like we have students in India who live in India and are running a business in the US. Uh, we have people who live in Europe who are running a business in the US um, because you know, for whatever reason, they they didn't think it was. Um, that they could do it in their country um, and they're running a business, they're doing drop shipping and they're making money. So there, there is always that, um, that fallback for you if you do happen to live in a part of the world. Um, you know, I mean, if you're listening to our podcast and you're somewhere in Africa or something like that, you can still do drop shipping. You just may not do it in your country. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business. 